Well, you know, gas prices are going down a nickel here and a nickel there, which is kind of appropriate, I think, because in during the winter months, you know, your gas prices are supposed to drop. They go up a little bit in the summertime because people are traveling and doing a lot more driving. There's a lot more construction projects going on. We're productive when it's warmer. We're less productive when it's cold, and it's cold. And I kind of like it. Hot weather doesn't agree with me most of the time. I complain. <laughs> I whine. I want. I want to stay. Want to stay in my nice climate-controlled environment. Maybe that's just me being a weak, soft American. I do acclimate pretty quickly. Just a few days of 100-degree weather gets me straightened out. It's also in part because of my work environment. I can't hide from it. I have to just cook myself for a few days and then it becomes a lot more tolerable. But our comfort comes from energy. And I don't know, I've I've been debating. It was on my mind a lot yesterday because I was listening to all of these right-wing pundits just scream into their microphones about how dire the situation is and I I don't want to believe them because just because it's scary but I was thinking do I want solar to keep my electricity working if and when the worst should happen or do I want a wood-burning stove. And the, the thing that gets me is, well, how long would we potentially be without electricity? And if the electricity goes out, how long until... the natural gas goes out as well. And these aren't, these aren't fun things. (laughs) These aren't fun things to think about. We're supposed to have electricity. It's not, it's not something that should worry us. Because we're supposed to be governed by competent people that understand that electricity is the way to go. And I know I've said it before, but this this climate emergency has been going on since the 70s. The world has been ending in a decade perpetually for the last six decades. So it makes sense that people don't buy it, right? I mean, AOC just said not that long ago that the world was going to end in 12 years we didn't take action and that was like five years ago 
at this point, I don't think it's the climate that's going to end the world. It doesn't seem that way to you, does it? I don't think Vladimir Putin is going to start World War III with climate change. In fact, I would argue that it's all of this climate change posturing that has put us in this position to begin with. We got to shut down all of our energy production. China says, nah, I don't, I don't want to do that. Russia says the same. And then Joe Biden comes along and says, ah, let's just shut it down. We're going to rely on, we're, we're just going to outsource our pollution. We want to feel green on the inside. So we're going to export all of our pollution to China and India and Saudi Arabia and tell the American public that we're doing great things for the environment. And it's like, it's like weight loss, right? Like, oh, I didn't, I didn't eat anything all day, but then I came home and ate 4,000 calories and I'm not losing weight. I don't know why. Oh, well, we're going to cancel all of our energy production and other polluting industries and then wonder years later why we haven't had a positive impact on climate change. Well, because we're not really doing anything to correct the problem. We're doing what the pharmaceutical industry does. We're treating the symptoms, but we're not actually correcting the problem. I mean, if if this pollution is killing the planet, what does it matter if it's killing the planet over here? Or if it's killing the planet in Saudi Arabia? It doesn't. It's just a joke. And the plan that they have in place is just to charge companies for polluting. And what does that fix? Have you used... Has 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 the cost of oil had any meaningful impact on the climate? Or has it just had a devastating impact on your bank account? There are not a lot of people that can afford to pay a hundred bucks more a month in gas every month. And we're supposed to believe that this administration cares about us. But they have to try to get us to believe that because here comes an election. 20 days. 20 days to go, we got to blow out the strategic petroleum reserves. We have to browbeat oil companies and even gas stations to get them to bring their prices down to serve the interests of American politicians. 
And when and when they say no, then the the leftist propaganda outlets cry foul and say that uh uh oh what was it I I re I retweeted it. You can follow me on Twitter at Earthvox. MSNBC claims oil companies OPEC and Saudi Arabia are conspiring to keep gas prices high so that Democrats lose in in November and and good for them. Everything that the left doesn't like during an election year, they're going to call election interference. Have you noticed that? Couldn't we all be guilty of election interference? Hey, you went and voted. Interfering in an election. As if America doesn't do it during every election in every country when it could potentially benefit the interests of the American establishment. It looks like it's about to start happening in Iran, just like it happened in Ukraine in 2014. You might have heard a a week ago the stories coming out about the women's protests in Iran and brutal stories of women being snatched off the street and beaten to death and left to rot on the sidewalk. Horrific stories. And it wasn't too different in 2014 in Ukraine. I found this really interesting article from the AP, who is not to be trusted. Nevertheless, the headline, Ukraine's Maidan protest unites different beliefs. Written February 26, 2014. For the past three months, Tens of thousands of Ukrainians have been singing the Ukrainian national anthem on Kiev's central square, the Maidan. United in their dreams of change, the protest movement is a mixed bag of pro-Western intelligentsia and well-off businessmen, white-collar office clerks and student romantics, radical far-rightists, pop singers, poets, and even priests. The one thing holding them together anger against now-fugitive President Viktor Yanukovych and his government. Interesting. Far, radical far-rightists. You have to remember, this was back in 2014. It was just during the twilight of the Obama administration when the globalists had everything well in hand. It was all going according to plan. All they had to do was get rid of this nationalist government in Ukraine so that they could continue their plans. I mean, isn't that interesting with what's going on right now in Ukraine? That there was a Western-backed coup in 2014? More from the article. Here is a look at some of the main groups driving the protests which removed Yanukovych from power last week. Yulia Tymoshenko, the Orange Revolution heroine, former prime minister and Yanukovych's main rival, commands an ardent following of millions of Western-leaning Ukrainians. She was released from jail last week after spending two and a half years in prison on charges of abusive office that the West condemned as politically motivated. 
So, so she, she gets out of office, takes money, no doubt. I mean, this is just my opinion, my hypothesis. She gets funding from Western intelligence, probably the CIA, MI6, and then organizes massive protests to remove her opponent from office. Does that sound like anyone that you can think of in America? Maybe several people? Stacey Abrams, Hillary Clinton, Kamala Harris? I don't know. Towering over protesters and over fellow opposition leaders, Vitaly Klitschko, a six foot seven tall former world heavyweight boxing champion, is shown in many polls to be Ukraine's most popular opposition politician. He leads the Udar or Punch Party that entered parliament following 2012 parliamentary elections, presenting itself as a new pro Western force untainted by the failures of the orange government popular because of his pro sports victories and free from the stain of corruption. Mm-hmm. Free from the stain of corruption. Yeah, we'll just take their word for it. Klitschko announced that he will run in presidential elections scheduled for May 25th. Now I don't know this guy. I know of him. He's a popular fighter. Professional fighting's not really my thing. But what was it that was just discovered? Oh, 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 here it is. I just found this article this morning from naturalnews.com. Biden regime paid screenwriters, comedians to mock the unvaccinated. A judicial watch lawsuit against the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services is uncovering a massive government-funded propaganda campaign aimed at brainwashing the American public into getting vaccinated for the Wuhan coronavirus. The Biden regime we now know has been using your tax dollars to pay off comedians, screenwriters, social media influences, influencers, and even church leaders to recruit more bodies for the mass injection experiment. And this was written October 13th, so just a week ago. The media, entertainment, and religious industries are also being exploited by Biden and his cronies to mock and ridicule the unvaccinated, we now know. Those who refuse to get injected are to be shamed and treated as second-class citizens, the case has revealed. So would this, would this only occur in Ukraine or, or in Iran, where they get local celebrities to support the current thing so that they can manipulate other potentially free thinking individuals into siding with the celebrities because, Oh, come on. They're celebrities. You can trust them. You see them on TV all the time. Yeah. They're on TV all the time, pretending to be people that they are not. That's what actors do. That's what entertainers do. Even boxers and MMA fighters have a persona. And there's plenty of people that would do plenty of things for a nice fat payday. 
I mean, look at Zelensky, the, the president of Ukraine right now used to be an actor. He was an actor on a political show where he played the president of Ukraine. Yes, it's true. There are many articles about it. You can look it up. There's even a nice propaganda string of articles that all say the same thing. How Zelensky's time in, in you know, acting on... Uh, <laughs> Zelensky's time acting on this show, Servant of the People, pre- prepared him for his real life in politics. Yes, prepared him to be a <clears throat> political pundit or a political puppet for the globalist elite. And have you ever wondered why actors go into politics, but politicians never go into act? I mean, they do. They go into acting like, sure, Schwarzenegger was an actor, and then he was the governor, and then he was an actor again. I'm not trying to generalize. I'm telling you that you should be very skeptical. Because how useful is a convincing actor to the globalist leadership that wants to buy political puppets? Very useful. And it's all right out of the Nazi propaganda playbook. I want to get into a little more of this article, this natural news article about, uh, well, this sub-headline. Biden regime approached Tom Brady to create video with parents encouraging COVID vaccination. All entertainment talent and management agencies were instructed to receive a vaccine engagement package from Biden outlining strategies for promoting the jabs and mocking anyone who rejects them. Such, mes- uh, such messaging is to be inserted into shows, movies, media reports, religious sermons, and other materials. An outline of bullet points from HHS explains. Major, quote, cultural event producers were also targeted by the, reg- by the regime for pro-jab messaging. Now, obviously, this media outlet is a little slanted. Efforts have also been made to find and exploit more, quote, local black doctors to push Fauci flu shots on non-whites, which are less likely than whites to get injected for the Chinese virus. Boy, no shortage of right-wing messaging, is there? To capture more football fans, HHS also recommended pursuing Tom Brady to have him create a video with his parents who tested positive for COVID, encouraging sports lovers to roll up their sleeves. Comedy lovers were to be propagandized during stand-up routines with specially crafted jokes about how the unvaccinated are stupid and put everyone else around them at risk of catching the Wuhan flu. If all of that failed to produce the desired outcome, another idea involved lacing Christian programming with pro-jab messaging about how Jesus would love thy neighbor by getting jabbed. Evangelical leaders like Al Mohler of the Southern Baptist Convention focus on the family, uh, focus on the family evangelist Franklin Graham and others 
All appear to have taken the bait as each of these entities was caught manipulating scripture to push the shots on their followers and congregations. Roman Catholics were also targeted via Catholic newspapers and newsletters that were blasted across the nation to devoted followers. They were told that the persecuted saints and martyrs of old would have gotten jabbed in order to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. Quote, these records show a disturbing and massive campaign by the Biden administration to propagandize and politicize the controversial COVID vaccine, said Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton. It seems as if the entire entertainment industry was an agent for the government. And Joseph Goebbels would be proud. He was the propaganda minister of the Nazi regime. And look at that. We're out of time. Thanks for hanging out. I appreciate you. Please subscribe, rate, review, and uh, share the show. I'll be back. Goodbye.